Welcome to another episode of the Adam and Dr. Drew Show Classics. I am your host, Big Brother Jake, a.k.a. Jake Warner, my government name. Let's dive right in. Up first, episode 275 titled Terrible Threes. Uh, that aired on September 27th, 2015. In this clip, Adam tells tales of Dave Grohl, you know, the drummer from Nirvana and the Foo Fighters lead singer. You know who he is. Uh, he talks about his concert going at an older age, and hilarity ensues. Check it out. You know, what, what, really, uh, what really struck me, or what really strikes you about uh, the Foo Fighters is that the music's great. Um, it's the work ethic. It's like how hard Dave Grohl and the rest of the band work. When like, they're performing. Yeah, well, he has a broken foot right now, and so he's in a boot. Um, so they built him a sort of a rock and roll throne, and that's where he does the show. And they, they, the thing moves around. And I was going to say, it seemed like he like, was down front and stuff, too, a bit. I, I mean, they had these huge screens behind him, which were awesome. Where was this? It was at the Fabulous Forum. Wow. But um, what I'm saying is, is he's not going to let a, a broken fo- ankle cancel a tour where he has to be up on his feet playing the guitar and running all over the stage. So what what the, what did they do? Compensate. They improvised. Yeah. Yeah. Um and compensate. And 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 then came up with something better in in its own way. You know, so um 30 years from now when people are talking, you know, Foo Fighters are dead or retired or whatever and everyone's sitting around going, "I remember I've seen a band. I saw the Foo Fighters. I'm going to be the guy who goes, I saw them with the rock and roll throne tour and not the whole tour, just the end of the tour. So here you are and you've sold out a bunch of venues like the forum around the country, around the world. Um, I don't know, 17,000 seats or 15 or no, remember, remember when uh, Chick Hearn used to always go, it's the house that Jack Ken Cook built, 17505. Yeah. 17505. yeah. <laughs> Buster's <laughs> off the hot dog when he blows the In the, the popcorn machine. <laughs> 17505. Yeah. Always you would repeat the number of people in the audience. But that would, that's it's more like 15 because they block off the back half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not yeah. it's not full like it would be if it's just yeah. the Lakers playing the Celtics yeah. there back in the day. But all right, so there's fifteen thousand yeah. tickets sold, whatever it is. Um so you break your ankle. So now um the doctor says, How'd you break your ankle? And you say, Rocking and then you <laughs> sniff when you're done. And then he says, Well, like doctors always say, it's my favorite thing doctors do. Well, oh, I no can't more, wait. No, you never told me this. No what's, more. what's the favorite thing we do? My favorite thing is when you explain to them how you injured yourself. And, and sometimes it's football. Sometimes it's skateboarding. Um, sometimes it's ride, riding a, a BMX bike. But oftentimes it's doing something that is your passion. I mean, yeah. usually it's, it's never, well, I was temping and I broke my ankle. Like, it's, it's never something you don't give a sh- or I was, I was attending a class at junior college just for credits so I didn't really care about. Like, it's, you, you always bust your ankle shooting hoop in your league, your pick of your weekend league, or whatever it is. Yeah. Whatever it is you do to injure yourself, it's done playing high school football or yeah. done whatever. It's your, your passion. You don't get injured pursuing your non-passions. You're right. just waiting for a bust. So what do we do? Like Doctors always say whatever the activity is, well, no more of that. No more of that, yeah. That's and it's what we always say. like, well, there, no, there will be no more of that. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> but well, yeah, that's in the movies. Uh, all right. Come on. I've seen it up in the movies. 
Well, right. when people flick their cigarettes, they do it in slow motion, right? <laughs> right before something blows up. That does happen, right? Like, yeah. even if I just go out in the parking lot and flick a cigarette in slow motion. Well, only even, if it's heading for the gasoline. Yeah, but even if it just lands yeah. on the ground, it'll blow yeah, up, yeah, right? Yeah, but, right, it's true. No, I've talked to doctors and had shit happen. Where Shoulder. the first with Shoulders, whatever. Whatever it is you do, they go, nah, <laughs> no more of that for a while. And for a while, right. Right. And the, the thing, yeah, they won't tell you you can't play doubles tennis for the rest of your life. They'll just tell you you got to take you got to take some time off and all i'm saying is is you can't say to dave grohl no more rocking no more rocking for a while i have a tour and i've sold thousands tens of thousands of tickets in advance did you talk to him afterwards no i talked to uh pat and i talked to uh taylor there, the, there uh, is there's no oh, the drummer there, uh, dave was not around there's no nicer person than Dave Grohl. I, I, Taylor, Taylor's a great guy, too. Taylor's a really yeah, nice yeah. guy. And Pat's I don't really know nice. Pat. I don't know Pat. But, but Super I, nice. I've literally run into Dave like out in the world. He'll just stop and have a conversation. And he yeah. and he's interestingly has that same kind of personability on stage. I talked to his mom for a while. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. No, but I'm interested. Where'd that go? Because often he'll have <laughs> questions about his parents. I had to... Well, first thing I had to do was ask about his sister because I didn't want to be one of those, you got two kids, but I'm only talking about one of them people. I mean, obviously, yeah, yeah. it's easy to. We just got yeah. done with the concert, you know, but uh, I wanted to see how the the sister was doing. It is weird when the parents of rock stars show up. I, I, I was in, the, in a dress room with, uh, shit, uh, this is so awesome though. My my aged brain can't remember her names. Can... Karashuka girl. Uh, she's the lead singer. Karashuka. What is it called? I don't even know what a Harashuka is. Uh, she's lead singer for the ska band. Oh, uh, oh, Gwen Stefani. Gwen Stefani, and her dad's in there. In the she's a what girl? Help me with this, Chris. Like she has like she does those like Japanese yeah yeah she gets style. the Japanese chicks yeah. in the back yeah and they're Harashuka they're Harashukas well no she what? had a song called Harashuka Girl right uh, I wouldn't know that I yeah. wouldn't know I that. do know no doubt though right. yeah. no doubt there we go all right Scott uh, be a little easier <laughs> anyway you know here's the dad in the uh, in the dressing room after she's just rocked out oh right and I'm right. staring at him like and he's a, he's like jo- jovial you know guy yeah, really yeah. super nice guy yeah, and, yeah I've met him uh, before yeah and it's like it's so weird it's a you're talking to Dave Grohl's mom and <laughs> it's a weird concept. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we talked for a while. Well, the, the reason we – we she came up to me because I lived across the street from her daughter. Uh, pardon me. I had a home. Is this North Hollywood home? Yeah-esque. Yeah. What the hell was with that street? You had uh, Be Real on that street too, right? I think I did. Yeah. yeah it, it's more – it's not in North Hollywood technically, but oh. I'll, I'll give them their – Privacy, Drew. No, never stop with that. Oh, but uh, you're not well, there anymore. You're not there anymore. No, but I think she okay. may be there. All I'm right. just trying to, right. you know, respect that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, in the valley, okay. uh, lived across the street. Didn't live across the street. Had a party house across the street. Yeah. And um, but the mom, <laughs> mom was well aware of that. Dave used to stay there when he came to L.A. to do shows. Oh, I didn't know that. That's nice. Oh, stay with this, this sister. I thought you must stay with you. No, what what happened? Um, that was a famous that was a famous story where famous and at least our you know love line annals, which was I saw Dave at the K Rock Acoustic Christmas, 
And I, it, again, if memory serves, we had some sort of conversation, you know, like, uh, where are you living? And I don't know. He was living in Seattle or something at the time. This is, you know, 15 years ago or something. He was living somewhere. I said, well, when you come out to L.A., where do you stay? And he said, oh, I, I stay at my sister's place. She's out here. And then I said, oh, where's your sister? Oh, she's out in the valley. And, of course, I was sort of like, oh, well, we're yeah. – we're, uh, Turns out, I, or, or somehow, I, I don't know. I don't know if he put a note on my mailbox or we were talking about, but somehow gleaned that he, the sister lived across the street. Yeah, crazy. And I then, the Saturday or something after the concert, um, I went over to the party house to work, work in the garage or shoot some hoop or do something. And I remember waiting until about noon or 1 o'clock. And I thought, well, I'll just go across the street and knock on the door, see if he's, see if he's there. We want to shoot some hoop or something. And I went over there, and uh, I knocked on the door. It was afternoon, but, you know, it is rock and roll I remember, I remember after story. all. Yeah, yeah. And this <laughs> fairly disheveled blonde chick answered the door. Like, it, clearly she'd just been uh, awakened. Mm-hmm. And maybe he didn't hear the door, and maybe she did or something. And she just came down and uh, assumed she was a groupie. Made sense. I felt like rock and roll to me. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, she was, you know, she was a, a, a cute blonde whose hair was all messed up and, yeah. you know, looked like they'd d- done some Jaeger shots. And, I, and then uh, then I, I got on Loveline. I said, you know, I knocked on the door. Then one of his floozies uh, a- answered the door. Well, <laughs> it turned out to be his wife or... Oh. <laughs> Jordan, I think, or later on turned out to be his wife. I can't remember who it was. He took a little umbrage. <laughs> She's also very nice, by the way. She's very nice. Yeah. yeah. So it was, uh, again, it was, it just seemed like rock and roll to me, you know. So I have a couple things I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, one less, one I think, I don't know. But let me just finish by saying the music's all there. There's plenty of bands where the music's there. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like the Foo Fighters are a good band musically, but they're. Plenty of good bands, musically. He has a work ethic. He's putting on a show, and he's n- not going to... But I, to be fair, Pat and Taylor come right along. You know what I'm saying? Oh, He doesn't have to drag them along. They're, well, they're no. quite there. Well, yes and no. What I want to say is Taylor's working his ass off, mm-hmm. singing behind the drum kit. Pat's doing his thing. Everyone in the band is doing their thing. Yeah. Uh, here's the deal. You ain't going to last if you... you know, you Without ain't, Dave, you mean? No, no, you ain't going to last if you ain't coming along. Oh, right. I you mean, if, keep if, that, if yeah. you go backstage, if you have a situation <laughs> where, um, you know, you've sold out a soccer stadium in Rio de Janeiro and at Soundcheck, you're telling David Boss, I'm, I'm not feeling it today. No. I think I got a little something. I don't know. Maybe it's the bug. I think it's the travel. I'm going to sit this one out. Like, yeah. you're going to be out for good. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't tell a guy like that. I got a little tickle oh, in my throat. Although I, he is very supportive of his band members when they get in trouble. That no, he, I, he will see it through. Thank you. But what I'm saying is, is I'm just if, saying, if you're going to go... It's you, not draconian, you, you, that's you, all I'm saying. Yeah, no, no. But I'm saying it's it's a, it's a little bit of... I got a little bit of that into, in, in me as well. Like, you're I'm more the, draconian. I'm the wrong, that's what I want to talk to you about. No, I'm the wrong guy to say, hey, I'm feeling, I'm just not quite feeling myself today. I think I'm just going to stay on the sofa because it's like, that doesn't mean anything to me. I don't care if you're 40%. Come in, you'll get through it. Like, he's out there with a boot, yeah. a walking boot on his fucking foot 
sitting on a throne playing the guitar and rocking as hard as he can. So he's the wrong guy to tell. You're just not feeling it today. Welcome back, and thanks for tuning in to the Adam and Dr. Drew Show Classics. Up next, we go to episode 458, where comedian George Perez stops by, and he had these guys rolling, and you will too. Take a listen. Yeah, we're back. Well, we had two beings enter the studio. <laughs> George Perez, as well as uh, my dog, Philly Cheesesteak, in the studio. Breathe. You're breathing on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> George is a stand-up comedian. He's got live dates. I don't dates. mean George, I mean Phil. Yeah. <laughs> live dates all over the place. He's going out with uh, Loxie and the Vagabonds. They're doing some uh, live shows. And uh, Jack's Patio Bar in San Antonio. So they're going to start November 30th in San Antonio. Then they're going to Houston. Then they're going to Dallas. Then they're going to Austin. Then they're going to San Diego. Uh, you speak a little Spanish? No. no. All right. Well, good luck to you then. <laughs> good luck ordering food. Uh, you go to CorollaDrinks.com and you can uh, follow the tour along. Uh, good to meet you, George. Uh, good to meet you, too. So tell us about your uh, your journey into, into stand-up hood. Oh, wow. Uh, it's from the hood, stand-up mm-hmm. hood. Uh, Where'd you grow up? I grew up in Orange County, mm-hmm. Orange, Santa Ana, a little bit of Anaheim, and... Uh, did construction first out of high school. Nice. And went to a poetry reading, and there was comics there. So went up, did my thing. And oh, just out of the blue? Well, like, I was with this girl that always told me, you're funny, and every time you invite me over, you put on, like, stand-up to have <laughs> sex with me. Uh, uh-huh. That was my thing. I would play, like, Richard Pryor or, like, some old Carlin for her, and she would be like, Dude, do you know you love this? I was like, no, I'm just trying to have sex. <laughs> that was well, Adam's was... thing, too. <laughs> Except you masturbate. Uh, yeah, I'd put on some Carlin, I'd beat off. Yeah, I, But I knew I loved it. <laughs> it, is a, it is a thing where, uh, I don't know how you grew up, but I imagine if you're working construction, not, not very good. And it's, it's, it's the job of the parent and the community to kind of tell people, hey, this is what you like, even if you don't know it, because that's what you're doing. But I'm guessing no one told you that too early or too often. No. I mean, I had five brothers. We're all a year apart. Right. Uh, and second youngest. I, I think I was just funny as a little kid to get attention. Mm-hmm. And then it just went from there. My mom's funny. Did you know that this was a way to make a living? No. Now, I didn't even know that you could go do open mics. I didn't know none of that. So now somebody, uh, uh-oh, Phil's on top of me now. <laughs> nice saying hi to Drew. All right, Phil. Oh, he's licking. All right, Phil. tongue is like a punch. No, it is, yeah. and it's too long. It's too long for him. It's hanging out of the side of his mouth. Right, let's hear it. What do you got, Phil? <laughs> Just lick the microphone. I feel, Phil's getting bored because he's been with me since, uh, since early this morning. Uh... Now, I heard that you got in trouble. You spent some time in prison. Yeah. Tell us about how that worked out. Uh, that was the weird part. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, Phil, sit down. Relax. I'm trying to hear about a heart-wrenching... <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do you want, Phil? You know what he did to me this morning? He laid on my head at 6.30 in the morning. Yeah. He just laid on my head. He like, his moved. body or his head on your head? No, he takes his body. Uh, he does this about... Three- Three times a month, he goes from laying next to me on the bed, don't bite me, three times, 
a month from laying next to me on the bed to laying on my head. Now, once he lays on my head, I have to get up and yeah. go like, okay, you want to go out? Yeah. And then I get up and I just open the door and then he just sits on on the back deck and yeah. just looks at me. He doesn't even want to go anywhere. Would you at least go to the bathroom? Go to the bathroom, Phil. He wants to be closer to you. That's all. <laughs> Olga, my uh, nanny's favorite game is to yell, attack, Phil, attack. All right, sit down. All right, we're trying to talk to George Perez here. George, what happened that got you into prison? Sorry. Okay, so uh, I stopped doing construction. I become a comic. I get on uh, that show, MTV, Your Mama. Mm -hmm. And Yo Mama. Yeah, Yo Mama. So before I was a comic, I get into this very bad fight with this guy. Mm -hmm. And luckily, I leave because I don't stay. So I win this fight and I leave. And. Three years later, I'm on TV, and he's like, that's the guy that beat me up. Really? Yeah. As a comedian. Yeah, but he, I don't, he didn't know who I was. So right. Two so- weeks later, I get arrested. I'm DJing at a strip club, and they like SWAT team comes in, kicks the door down, and they take me to jail. Uh, for assault. For assault, yes. And... This guy, first off, you should be embarrassed if a comedian kicks your ass. <laughs> I was a gangster back then, though. <laughs> no, but still, you shouldn't admit to anyone, hey, that stand-up beat my ass. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that close to the vest. So you beat that. Now, you must have beat this guy up good. Well, I don't think it was good. I just think it was like, I, don't, I didn't hit him that much. I just connected perfect. Uh-huh. And, and he... I mean, well, I was going to say we've all been in street fights, but Drew hasn't been in street fights. But I've been in street fights. And it was like whatever happens, happens, then you move on. Yeah, it wasn't even a street fight. Like he was picking on me. We we're playing basketball mm-hmm. at the park, and like he started elbowing me. So I was kind of like, "Hey, man, relax." And he swung. Well, how bad was your representation? I mean, your yeah, how bad was exactly your attorney? It was. Three years later, how did he yeah. get even the evidence together? To- well, it wasn't. There was evidence. It was just. I'm an ex-gang member. They looked at me, and they were just like, yeah, he did it. He uh, did it. I so, didn't even testify. So it was basically, was it a probation thing? No, I did three years in prison. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, is did you ha- were you on probation? No, when- I wasn't on no probation. It was just the area that I was in had gang terms. And when gang terms is, if any violent crime happens, they give you an enhancement. Oh, so it's like in a in a... But it, so in a way, it's like probation. Yeah, it's basically like saying yeah. this area is on probation. This whole area is <laughs> yeah. on probation. Yeah. You walk yeah. in here, you're on probation. Wow! So you end up doing three years in prison. Yes, for punching a guy in a pickup basketball game on a court that was elbowing you when he saw you on Yo Mama three years later on MTV. Yeah, and it was actually four four and a half years later because I fought it. You know, I was trying to stretch it out. Maybe he won't show up to court. And no, we went to the box. I had a jury and I got convicted. Wow. Yeah. And where? where and this is in Los This is Angeles? in uh, Orange County. Orange County. Yeah, in Irvine. It was Irvine Court. I was mad because Santa Ana Court, I had a chance. Irvine Court, I knew I was done. Oh. So they're just a bunch of white people going, this guy has gang affiliations, his last name's Perez. It wasn't even, it was maybe four white people. It was, it was weird. It was Asians, Mexicans, and a couple whites. Well, Asians are really honorary whites when they, <laughs> once they get into the jurors box. We've, we've, we've kissed them in. They're in the club. But, uh, well, it's actually, it's funny because I think that, um, Mark Garrigus has told me, I think that, uh, black jurors are real tough on crime mm. oftentimes because they've seen it. Uh. 
in their neighborhoods. Right. You'd be better off getting sort of the hippy-dippy white chick from Venice uh. or Santa Monica who's going, oh, this guy's got his future ahead of him, you know, than the tough wow. inner-city black guy who's seen it firsthand. Interesting. But uh, prison. Yeah, prison. Straight prison. Uh, well, I was at the county for six months because you got to get sentencing. Right. And then they sentenced me to prison, and I ended up at Wasco. That's the reception yard, Wasco State Prison in Bakersfield. Mm-hmm. And it was weird because I just I filmed Showtime while I'm going to court. So I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting down, and they have like a – it'll be like a cubicle like this, but it's – probably about 100 times bigger, cells on top, cells on bottom, and there's a TV in the day room, and it shows Payaso Comedy Slam. And I was like, what? This thing got picked up? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So they're showing you doing stand-up. And no, can... they were showing they were touring in Bakersfield. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Yeah. I think me and Jimmy went down to that prison once. I think we, oh. uh, I think we did a man show bit. Out of that, I'm pretty sure it was in Bakersfield. There can't be that many prisons around there. There actually is a lot around there. Well, there's a. It's a good time to write, though, right? I mean, you could. Mm, you're kind of like trying to adjust because you, when you go to prison, they don't be like, "Hey, here's the rules, follow them." You have right. to adjust, watch, and find food, clean everything. So I, w- I wasn't writing, and I was, I was on the general population. I was where it rock and rolls. Like I seen some things, and it, it goes down. Yeah, it's uh, and did they have so this prison that Jimmy and I went to? They had a a group for uh, frequent flyers or something. It that was, was like, the prison I was at. It was it was a group of people. It's like white, black, Hispanic, whatever, non troublemakers. Like you can go hang out in this group, but you can't cause trouble. If you do cause trouble, you get thrown back in with the troublemakers where you're going to get stabbed. That was, <laughs> let me tell you the truth of that. What the PC yard is a protective custody yard. It's a special needs yard. It's a yard for snitches, rapists, pedophiles, and people that don't want to be part of where I'm at, where there's rules and like, they don't have a program. They don't get to work. They don't get to, uh, get many visits where I was at is general population, right? Where it's like, yeah, you're going to get stabbed, but if you act good, you're fine. You're fine. And you can get whatever the perks are. Yes. Did exactly. you did you learn a trade? Did you get a GED? Wow. Did you do a bunch of stuff like that? I graduated from high school, so I already had a GED. I took business for two months and it was I wasn't learning nothing. The teacher would just go in there and be like, play. Right. And I, I became a butcher. I uh, huh. I I was a butcher in prison. Really? Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you get decent cuts of meat in the joint? Or like, are no. they feeding the guards? Or are you just cutting up Salisbury steak every night? Like, what are you, what are you making over it's, there? It's hooked up. Like, uh, for breakfast, after breakfast, they give you a sack lunch. So I was in charge of cutting everyone's meat and make sure it was a proper slice. I had to prepare for four yards. And then uh, you get the perks, all the meats in there. We get roast beef, chicken. Uh-huh. And I'm just in there cooking it up because we had a hot pot. Oh. So I would eat. You couldn't take it back to your cell, but yeah. you could eat there. Yeah. It's like when I used to work at McDonald's and they tell me to throw <laughs> away the filet of fish. Oh, not you. No. <laughs> that was the craziest thing ever. It's like, hey, Corolla, yeah, there's filet of fish. Yeah. They've been in a warming tray for over 90 minutes. Yeah. We got to throw them out. All 11 of them? <laughs> yeah. They got to go in the dumpster. Oh, okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. Yeah, okay, go throw them out and come back. I'm grabbing them all, and I'm standing by the dumpster trying to eat as many as I possibly can. 
We'll be right back with more of the Adam and Dr. Drew Show Classics. We are back with the final clip of this episode, so let's get right in. We check out episode 341 titled The Anthem, which aired on May 15, 2016. Adam coaches Dr. Drew on singing the national anthem at Dodger Stadium. And they take calls on birth control. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Check it out. Now, as you listen to this, Boys it, are back it is a uh, <laughs> Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Uh, Dr. Drew is singing the national anthem at Dodger Stadium. Maybe I should wear the Get It On t-shirt. Oh, that'd be sweet. Oh. Is it blue? They have a Dodger blue shirt? What time? Are they playing St. Louis? Yeah. What time is the game? And Five. Obviously, you must be there before the game to sing the national anthem. 3.30. Um, so we are doing our stuff earlier today rather than later yeah. to accommodate uh, the singing of the national anthem. Um, so a couple it's thoughts a good idea to do that? things. Good idea? Are you curious? you think it's good that I'm doing that or no? Singing the national anthem. Yeah. I do. I, I think that... You said before it was good that just to sort of stress yourself, to test yourself and stuff, but now I'm doing it again. Am I getting carried away? No. I, I, I believe – well, first off, I rarely say that this, but that's a personal decision because I don't know how it affects you or affects your relationships. You know, I don't know if you're locked in your room screaming at your kids, go away, daddy's – practicing <laughs> no. his scales no, no. You, you know what i mean i mean obviously if if you if it turned into, into a basket case the week going into it yeah. i would say I, yeah, give yeah. your wife a break no no in fact quite the contrary last time i was a little freaked out and i was you know ro- rolling it through my head over and over and over and over again this time i feel like i'm a little too casual about it yeah that can happen and yeah. and the thing that's but what is what drew is about to go sing in front of 40,000 people and Pivotal game 41 of the 162 season. I, I Somebody tweeted me. They're playing St. Louis. I swear to God, they're both 18 and 19 or 19 and 18. I, you got to figure out who – Gary will figure it out. But, like, who's going to go 20 and 19? Oh, boy. I'm going to hold my breath. Um, the uh, Oh, the Dodgers, uh, are on a, Dodgers are on a roll. They're 20 and 17. But they're playing St. Louis, and that's who I – that's why – Somebody tweeted me. They must have won yesterday. I had to drive through that godforsaken Dodger Stadium yesterday trying to get to the uh, Endless Rant event Ugh. and all that goes on. Um, uh, anyway, when you're singing uh, the national anthem at Dodger Stadium, do you think you could just sort of work in what a piece of shit the Dodger dog is? Uh, just sort of like subliminal man? Oh, say Dodger dogs, uh, you piece of shit. <laughs> yes. Uh, by the way, the Cardinals are 19 and 18. So now I'm it's, almost, it's exactly the same. Almost. I'm kind of rooting for the Dodgers now so the Cardinals can be 19 and 19 <laughs> after this game. But don't worry, over 100 games to go in the world's most boring sport. So what you're you going to. It's three minutes of action packed into four hours. That's right. You're going to get out there. Yes. You're going to sing the national anthem in yeah. front of a lot of people. Yeah, but I'm, I'm gaming. You guys have been out. You and I have been out there a bunch of times on those celebrity games. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of coming into the stadium around that time. You know what I mean? The people are not in their seats waiting for the first pitch oftentimes in Dodger Stadium. 
Oh, well, the L.A. crowd is horrible. Yeah. And they do tend to leave early. And they tend to drag drag in. And they do drag in. But I would say by the first pitch, uh, 91% of the people are seated. So if there's not 40,000, there's going to be 37,000 people. Well, is, by the way, is there a difference between 12,000 and 30,000? Honestly, oh, only in my head because I did what's what's Staples fifteen thousand. I said I feel yeah, like I've done for, that for the Kings game. Yeah, yeah. Same. Look, it's you and the microphone. Number one, yeah. number two. This is what you want to do in life. You want to take on this one so that the next one is okay. an easier All prospect. Right. Yes, coach. And yes, coach. Tell me more, coach. Very positive. Very good. Obviously, the way you feel when you when you walk out of there is is amazing. Even if I fuck up. If you fuck up. You, you have Don't two. Say it. Puh, puh. Forget it. You have two that, choices. Ah. You have two choices. You can. I'm see Chris Maxpata's face going. <laughs> you can go out there and hit a home run, pardon the pun, and yeah. walk out of there feeling yeah. like you're on top of the world. Yeah. Or you can go out there and screw the pooch. In which case, you have the um, the most incredible learning experience you've had in yeah. the last 25 yes. years. Then I would want to go back and do it. You know, do it again. Try to get it right. Right, yeah. which is you, which yeah. is other people say never again. Yeah. I think if you screwed the pooch this afternoon, you would think, I got to get out there and, and yeah, make this 100%. right. Right. 100%. But you'd have to start out with like a triple A ballpark, like they'd send you down. The high school. <laughs> to go to high school, then you go triple A and you work, work your way back yeah. up to the show. Yeah. All right. So exciting. And uh, listen, Drew, yeah. this, is, uh, this is a very good thing. This is. Here's what flips your cookie. Um, it's it, it, it flips your cookie. Here are the two things you're looking for in the cookie flipping department. Moi or one? One. One. One should be looking for, I enjoy this. Yeah. Sailing, motor racing, or singing, or mm-hmm. dance, or whatever whatever it is. I enjoy this. Um, I enjoy participating in this with an element of potential downside. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a, there's a risk to it. There's a, there's, there's an a, element yeah. that this may not go as yeah. planned, and then there's degrees. Yeah, there is. It's not black and white. It's I could do a C minus. There's a B plus. There's an A version of this. There's a failure. Probably not going to hit the fail department. Mm-hmm. Probably not going to hit the hundred percent on the SATs department. I'm looking for that A minus. Yeah. Yeah. thing um, maybe i can get it to an a i'll feel pretty good about it strangely that's my that b plus a minus is my zone in life yeah it's always been my zone <laughs> i i i concur all right but, but hang on a second hmm. uh oh god damn i lost my train of thought i was gonna ask him oh i was gonna say that that um what's the irony is you know i, I trained to sing for many many years just for fun at for for four minutes i thought about it very seriously and i just kind of kept doing it uh now it's kind of fun to have opportunities to sing. I sang with Seth MacFarlane at the uh, the old uh, Pacific, the Universal Amphitheater with the orchestra, and that was that yeah. was a sort of a dream come true <clears throat> for me. Yeah. And now this kind of thing is sort of interesting. But the irony is, fuck, as you get older, your chords just are not the same. Really? And so literally, if there's more opportunity that comes out of this, I probably won't be able to do it physically. If I co- I'd have to go. Well, I, look, I don't want to throw a wrench in your cords, but what you know, What about your Tony Bennett's and guys like that? They're, they're singing in a certain zone. Uh-huh. They stay in that zone. Oh, I see. You know what I mean? If I, yeah. if I have to do something, like Max Pat and I are going to put a Christmas album together. Oh, we are? Yeah, we are. And, wow. Uh, yeah. My son's going to write a lot of the music. It's going to be fun. Wow. Yeah. 
And uh, it'll be a Corolla Enterprise. Wow. Sure. You know about this? Uh, no. no. Hence all the wows. Had you, do you know that Chris and I put out three LPs already? Not with me, but with uh, sort of theme music, background music. Do you know I, this? I, I don't know anything. We, hey, guys, can we give him a taste of the uh, Dr. Drew podcast LPs? All right. At some point, because we have some very cool stuff on there. Anyway, so this is a follow-on to that. We're going to write a Christmas album. And oh, be good. For, just for fun. All right. Yeah. All right. Let me just hop to the top. Joe. Oh, sorry. One minute, Joe's on two. Joe. Uh, Minneapolis, 26. What's going on? Oh, nothing much. How are you guys? Good. That's good. A uh, long-time fan. Um, first-time caller. Basically, my question is for Dr. Drew. Um my girlfriend is on birth control, and she's also on antibiotics right now for, uh, like, a cold. And she's, Uh-oh. like, three three days late on her period. Did you guys use another method of contraceptive while she was on these antibiotics? I'm going, no. No, we didn't. Uh-oh. What antibiotic? What antibiotic it was? So antibiotics cancel out the birth control? They can. So cla- tetracycline is classically do it. Okay. Uh, I, we don't know. Uh, okay. I don't know offhand. But any of them, you'll, you'll generally see a warning on the pills saying, you know, if you're on a, another medication, antibiotic, talk to your doctor, use a second means of birth control for at least a month. Oy vey. Um, all right. This doesn't sound good. Um, it sounds worrisome. It also listen. It also could be the antibiotic affecting the way the pill's working and screwing with your menstrual periods too. But so. Joe, you're going to have to take a She's going to have to take a test, right? Right, right. I was just wondering if it's any. It's it's about three days uh, late from when she usually gets it, so I'm wondering if it's something to worry about now or when, when did like she start? Week, maybe when did she start the antibiotics? Uh, two weeks ago, I would say. Right, ovulation time. Mm. Perfect. Direct hit, Dr. Smith, mm. whoever prescribed this and didn't tell the young lady about yeah, it. Yeah, from Lost in Space. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, the boy. Oh, where's the boy? I know the reference. I think your listeners do. No. <laughs> um, All right. So, Joe, look. Check out TV Land. Get, get, ta- get. Oh, here's get, the deal. Uh, it's right on time. You get, I would go, to, I would take it now because there, here's why it's an issue because the antibiotics need to stop if she's pregnant. Okay. Um, Drew. Yeah. Everyone talks about uh, late term abortions. Yeah. What's the earliest one can get an abortion if one finds out one's pregnant, absolutely doesn't want a child? I think you they're can do, four days in. I think you can do the uh, the chemical abortion right away. That pill, yeah, the combination pill, yeah. That is are you forty six or the yeah? It's, it's most, yeah, are you forty six essentially? Okay, so it's not the combination pills. Well, it's the, it's they, the, they do different things. It's, it's, it's yeah, but it's the pills. It's, and, but there is a version yes. that involves taking a pill. Yes. And you can do it immediately. I would think so. I don't. I don't. I've never administered it, but I don't see any reason why you wouldn't. All right, let's talk to uh, John, forty-six, Raleigh. Hey, hang on a second. Yeah, Doctor Doctor Drew Adam. I- yes. Hey, John. One second. I was just thinking you may have to wait for implant. No, I was yeah, trying no. to think. Yeah. Like, you have to wait for implantation. Because it's not really discussed the earliest yeah, you yeah. can do it. Yeah, yeah. You have to wait for implantation, but two weeks, there should be, you should be there. So, Okay. All right. That's all for this week. Thanks for tuning in to the Adam and Dr. Drew Show Classics. I'm your host, Big Brother Jake, host of the Big Brother Jake podcast here on Podcast One. Remember to check back each week for new... Remember to check back each week for new episodes, and while you're at it, don't forget to like, subscribe, and rate us five stars wherever you get your podcasts. Deuces!